Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today I'd like to concentrate primarily on our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 55, which starts out like this. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Now that's a really interesting invitation right there, isn't it? He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Now these words were originally words of comfort for the people of Israel. This passage comes right in the middle of a large, a large chunk of Isaiah in which the Lord foretells the salvation of the people of Israel. He tells of a suffering servant who will bear the transgressions of the people and the subsequent victory of his people. And so here he's teaching them about the kingdom of heaven, where things work a little differently from what they were used to. That's a little different from what we're used to as well. The fact that these words from Isaiah resonate for us also shows that some things never change. People today, just like people back then, are obsessed with money. And that's why it's so inviting to hear, He who has no money, come, buy, and eat. It's the same in every time and in every place. People are obsessed with money. If you want to see what I'm talking about, just think about the world around you. It's especially prevalent in our consumerist culture. Everything has a price tag, and everywhere you look, there's another advertisement attempting to sell you some new good or service you didn't know you needed. Some of the biggest aspects of our lives are dominated by this. The internet is driven by advertising. That's how Facebook and Google make all their money. Other companies pay them to display ads in your search and uh, your search results in your newsfeed and hope that you'll click on it and buy something. These websites don't exist just to make your life easier. They exist to make money while they make you think your life is easier. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not really trying to say that money is necessarily the problem. There's really nothing wrong with money in and of itself. People often like to say that money is the root of all evil, but that's actually a, quote, mis a misquotation of 1 Timothy. What Paul actually says is that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But then again, that's just the problem, isn't it? People love money. They're obsessed with it. Money makes the world go round. Everyone, for pretty much all of time, has been obsessed with making money and appearing to have more money than everyone else. But of course, this doesn't make anyone any happier. When we get money, we spend it on useless things and we labor after what doesn't satisfy, because we think it will make us happy. There's a famous science fiction author who observed the situation like this. This planet has, or rather had, a problem, which was this. Most of the people living on it were unhappy for pretty much of the time. Many solutions were suggested for this problem, but most of these were largely concerned with the movements of small green pieces of paper, which is odd because on the whole, it wasn't the green pieces of paper that were unhappy. And so the problem remained. Lots of people were mean, and most of them miserable. But this is pretty much how we're used to things working in this world. Everything has a price which must be paid. Everything costs something. If you can't pay, you don't get in. It was the same for the Israelites too. It's also the same for everyone in between, 
before and after. Even if we don't love money, we still have to deal with it in this world, and we have to live with the fact that it will never make us happy. But that's not how it works in the kingdom of heaven. And so God asks, Why do you spend your money on that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? In the kingdom of heaven, money isn't everything. So he invites us, Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Things work differently in the kingdom of heaven. So take a look at our gospel lesson today. The story of the feeding of the 5,000 starts off with Jesus healing sick among this great crowd which he has compassion on. But when the day grew late, the disciples suggested to Jesus that he send the people and to, into the town to spend their money. They suggest that they should go and buy food for themselves. But Jesus is there. One of the great themes that runs throughout the gospel according to Matthew is that the kingdom of heaven is wherever Jesus is. When the, John the Baptist says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he is saying the Messiah has come. Wherever Jesus is, there is the kingdom of heaven, and things work differently in the kingdom of heaven. So the people aren't sent off to buy their own food. Jesus gives them food, bread and fish without price. So when I say that Isaiah in our Old Testament reading is talking about the future salvation of Israel, that he is describing the kingdom of heaven, what I mean is that Isaiah is talking about Jesus. And you can see it right here in our gospel lesson. The Lord shows his abundant graciousness by giving food more than is enough to take care of the needs of his people. So when Isaiah says, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, he's talking about Jesus. And of course, it makes us think of John chapter 4, where Jesus says to the woman at the well, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Or when we are asked, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? We are left asking ourselves, what is bread then? But if we read John 6, after Jesus feeds the 5,000, he tells the people, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So the true bread then, what really satisfies, is Jesus. And for Jesus, we don't need money. We don't need to labor. We are invited. He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. It's amazing then how the Lord goes on to describe eating. He says, Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live. Here, eating is described as hearing the word of God, as listening diligently to it. This, of course, makes us think of Jesus' words, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. There is definitely a theme here. Jesus is the bread of life which satisfies our need. And that bread... That food which gives us life is a free gift of God, which we enjoy whenever we hear his word and believe it, just as we do here today. 
And even though these words were originally addressed to Israel, we know that they are for us also, just as the Lord says, Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. That nation which they did not know, which did not know them, well, that's us. So we can be confident that this promise is for us also. And now with all that, you would think that we've covered just about everything there is to say about this reading. But we haven't covered yet what is the most important part, and that's the price. Now things may work differently in the kingdom of heaven, heaven, but everything still has a price. Isaiah speaks of wine and milk without money and without price, but there's no price for us. There's still a price, though. What this text shows us is that for the Old Testament Israelites, the price would be paid for them. And it shows us that the price has been paid. Now, how can this be? Well, like I said before, things work differently in the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to pay the price yourself. You can't. You have no money, but the price has been paid for you. That's how it works in the kingdom of heaven. And as we said before, since this reading is about the kingdom of heaven, that means it's about Jesus. He is the one who paid the price. The Lord's generosity is made possible by Jesus because he paid the price, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death on the cross. It is because of his death on the cross that we have every good thing. God provides for us our daily bread in this life, and he also gives us his word, saying, Here, that your soul may live. Now, of course, we see that although the price has been paid, the gift has only partially been given. While we continue to live in this world, we will have to continue to play by the rules of this world. But when we arrive in the kingdom of heaven, when we go to where Jesus is, there will we eat without money and without price. And the kingdom of heaven comes to us today as a preview as he sets a feast before us, giving his body and blood for us to eat and to drink for the forgiveness of sins. In this way he feeds us in body and soul and shows us that we receive his perfect gift when he comes with his kingdom on the last day. Then we will be with him and dine with him in his heavenly banquet. Of course, there is a price. There's a price to sit at the table, a price that must be paid. But because you are a part of that nation, a nation that did not know God's people before, but has run to him now, I can tell you with confidence that that price has been paid on your behalf. Jesus has paid the price for you. He has taken away your sins through his death on the cross. And so you are invited to sit at the banquet and eat. So you don't have to spend your money on that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy. The bread of life is a free gift which has been paid for by the blood of the Lamb. You are set free from the love of money by the rich food which is the gospel of Christ and the forgiveness of sins. All of this has been paid for for you by his death on the cross. And so it turns out that things do work differently in the kingdom of heaven. You can't buy enough bread. You can't buy your own satisfaction. 
In fact, when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, you don't even have any money to begin with. But that's okay, because it's all been paid for already. So, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your heart and your mind with Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.